0: Are you ready for pain? Are you ready for suffering? If the answer is yes, then you're ready for Captain Freedom's workout. Yes, it's America's own Captain Freedom. That's the ticket. No pain, no gain. So, when you hear the tone, control your jealousy and leave your Ah. visit. The fuck you more than the best of- We
1: are recording on my end. Can I speak real fast? Will couple hey, of you guys speak real fast? There I speak go. real fast all the time, mate. Never stop. Australia is just running into each other. up stop tent <laughs> And we are recording on both ends. Beautiful. So all right. <laughs> We'll shoot in this in uh, three, two, and one. <laughs> Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Sin Beef Podcast, episode number eighty-five, if you will. And with me is. uh my regular crew, I'm kind of happy about that tonight. Jeffrey X. Martin, how you doing, sir?
2: I'm doing well. How are you doing, man?
1: Doing fine, man. A little weary, but uh, I'm going to make it through. <laughs> Sweet. It's been a long week in casting, and I got another one on Sunday. So that, 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 that should, be, uh, I should be... I should be in a coma by like 4 p.m. Sunday afternoon. And <laughs> not want to edit anything. <laughs> And with me, she, she's weary as well, so, so she told us, you know, I, I believe her in everything. Jamie Sammons, how are you?
3: I'm doing okay. I'm glad to be here. I've had a long day, and a very long day, and this was the one thing I was looking forward to, so I, I made, feel much better now.
1: And then I made you watch Shock Treatment, and then, you know, you realized it wasn't yoga hosers, but, you know, <laughs> there, there may or may not be worse <laughs> things out there. <laughs> That is yet to be determined. <laughs> but uh, with us tonight from the future, from the far, far land of koalas eating eucalyptus and kangaroos who are underground boxing matches, I, I hope these are real things. He has, a- oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has a show, a new show, which is a really nice. I-, I really love the short format of it. The witch versus the doomsday clock. Apparently, the the, the world, end the- of the world is upon us, and he knows he lives in the future. For Christ's sake, the witch. How you doing, sir? I am awesome. The future is so bright, I have to wear shades. And you you are wearing shades. I can see your picture there. (laughs) Pleasure (laughs) to be here. Thank you. Pleasure to have you, sir. Uh, Just in case folks don't know who you are, uh, tell the folks a bit about yourself and uh, about your programs. Okay, I am The Witch from the wonderful world
4: of Down Under, which is many years in the future. Uh, I've been a podcaster for (laughs) Allegedly, that's what we like to believe. We live in a country where everything wants to kill you, so if you make it to adulthood, you've done well. <laughs> sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, sorry, folks. I just got bitten by a ferret. Um, <laughs> that's actually true. I'm not making that up. So, yes, uh, I'm a podcaster. I've been a long-term gamer podcaster for many, many years. I've just moved into the solo format, working on a 10-minute Break level podcast uh about living in the future and finding movies in the junk heap of the future. You can do it on a break. You can do it having a smoke. You can do it taking a dump. It's well worth your time.
1: Those are the, that's my kind of my my kind of podcast right there. You know, if I if I get behind, it won't take very much long to catch up. So, hey. <laughs> oh my god. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll defer to our guest in the first segment of the show. Which have you watched anything good lately?
4: Uh, if I watch anything good lately, last night I actually watched Phantasm Ravager. Uh, it's
1: not good. It's just <laughs> not. Well, that that is your opinion, sir, and I respect it. Okay. <laughs> Look, you know, I, I've held true to, to to Phantasm.
4: I've been, I've gone the whole way through, and I've, I've held the torch and I've run well. But last night I watched that and went, no, no, no. I'm just sad now, uh, and, and I feel like I, I want that. Ninety minutes or so back.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not, it, I'm, it. I'm not. I'm
3: not going to call you wrong on that. I'm not. I'm not going to say you're wrong because I didn't even want it to be honest. I was happy with what we had, and
4: see, I was right there with you.
3: I didn't want, it. and then just for the record, I could just hear. You. I could listen to you talk about it forever. So just keep going. <laughs> just keep talking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she, she likes those guys with accents, you know. <laughs>
3: I do. I have a lot of Scottish. I have a like my own, like a little Scottish army that I formed of Scottish podcasters, and I
1: don't have any Australians. L- lots of gorgeous. Yeah, you've got one. I'm bringing that joke back from from There are lots of gorgeous stroke victims that in, in Scotland, apparently.
3: It's true. It's true. Yeah, bless their hearts. <laughs> oh
1: my God! Anything else which you thought you seen that, that that piqued your fancy at least? Um, I think the only other thing that piqued my fancy is uh, the new
4: Legion TV series. Really enjoying that. That's some quality stuff.
1: I've, I've heard mixed things about it, but I haven't watched it yet, so I haven't formed my own opinion. Mm, no,
4: Marvel are actually doing a good job. I think as long as you don't get up on your horse about continuity and everything else, it's actually it's just in itself a good show.
1: Sweet. That's on the FX network then. Well, here I don't know what it's on where where you live. You know, it's on FX here as well. Okay. Um, We live in the future. And and that's cool. I love that, man. Uh, Jamie, what about you, girl?
3: Well, let's see. Uh, We went to see John Wick 2, which I loved. And I was a big fan of the first one, so I was excited to see the second one. And it was a little bit long, I have to say. I I don't really know exactly how many times we needed to see and shoot him in the face, but uh, I enjoyed it, so that's okay. It was really, really good. You find out um, some really cool stuff about the the world. Uh, it just sort of expanded the universe and you find out more about it, which I found very interesting, and so that was really fun. We watched uh, Arrival, which I loved a lot, and it made me cry a whole bunch, but you guys know that's not hard to do. Um... But I just get it was it was a very emotional
1: film. Now what I heard about Arrival is that, and that, I'm, I'm not dissing the film, but this is just what I heard from other people. That it takes an hour for them to get there, and then there's another half an hour where Amy Adams is teaching the aliens how to read. And I, I don't know how how much truth there is to that, but um.
3: Well, I mean, she does spend time teaching them how to read. I guess. I mean, it's more learning to communicate with them. But I found the whole thing very fascinating and interesting. And then when you really find out why, like what the difference is and why they're here, I thought that was really interesting. It just, I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was great. And so now I sound like Trump. It was great. <laughs> she looked great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it was really good. And what else have I watched recently? I don't know. I feel like I've done... I don't know. I've been playing Resident Evil Seven. How's that going? That's really, I, it's great. I really like it. It's it's fun. It feels in a lot of ways like old Resident Evil, and there just um, there are no zombies at the, like you know, like with old Resident Evil. But a lot of the things that you do in the older games, you do in this game, and it's uh, it's enjoyable. I've had a really good time with it, and that may be all I've been up to lately. Fair
1: enough. X yeah
2: I've not been up to much either I am uh, however addicted to the path which is on hulu um, really interesting show about it's a cult they don't like to call it a cult it's a movement according to them, but it's kind of you get to see kind of how it works on the inside and then how it works from the outside of a guy who left the cult but his family is still in it really interesting stuff um uh, Kier Dule is is actually in this movie, and I thought he just disappeared off the face of the of, of the earth. But when you first see him, he's actually lying in a bed, and he's bald, and he looks just like he does at the end of two thousand one, and it's really freaky. So, so if nothing else, it's worth it just for that shot. It's like, oh shit, we went to Jupiter and beyond. Um, and yeah, that's that's really about it. I've been busy doing. Other stupid shit that I enjoy less.
1: Sorry. Uh, as for myself, uh, <laughs> as for I, I, I ended my sentence and were it was you just deafening right silence. Now? It's like
3: <laughs> I think he was channeling his inner Merryman That was
1: like <laughs> most of us should channel our inner Merryman inner just to you know. I, can, I can't talk that low though. Yeah. Oh, was,
3: you have to. Yeah, you have to slow it down, insert a little more ambient into your personality, and then
1: <laughs> just think Stephen Wright if you really liked movies because he, he he gets really excited about movies. That Merriman person.
2: And <laughs> yeah. I do too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Departures, families. Doesn't somebody want perfect. to be wanted?
3: <laughs> that's perfect. And Then you'd give it like a a thirty second pause, and you go, "Okay." <laughs>
1: he'll have to, do, <laughs> he'll have to do his own K. billy Super Sounds of the Seventies weekend, <laughs> <laughs> and that's Paper Lays with Billy. Don't be a hero. Next up, now I can't do it, but uh, I can't do the voice even if I wanted to. But I watched with the with the with the, Well, I watched with the NFW crew. We watched Joyride, we're, 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 a.k.a. Lily Sobieski's nipples, because that's all in that movie. And that's the only thing to look at in that movie. I, I, I had to find this out the hard way, that Joyride is not the hitcher, but it wants to be the hitcher.
2: And Every car needs high beams.
1: Yes, indeed. But the star of that movie, Lily Sobieski's nipples. And I'm not even ashamed of this, because she just flaunts them throughout that movie. wait, wait. wait. Movie. You're
3: saying that in a film... Where you have both Paul Walker and Steve Zahn completely naked, and you're saying that the only thing to look at is Lili Sobieski's nipples? Well, I don't. Well, she I showed, she
1: she, showed, she doesn't show them bare, but she shows them a lot. Like the director really enjoyed her nipples quite a bit. <laughs> it really cemented it when they they showed that scene where the CBs in the trunk and the red light from from from. Yes, the, the, I know
3: exactly what you're talking. You, about. You know
1: what I'm talking about because it's there. It, 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 and it's all over <laughs> the <that> movie. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm gonna leave that one alone though. But I almost I almost made a Twitter handle just called at Lily Sobieski's nipples. But I don't want to get in trouble. Just just as a joke. But uh, and just tweet Trump like random things. Like how do you like your eggs? And we'll we'll see what he says to that. Not nothing political. Just, just just random questions. I don't know. That's just me. But with the two drink Venom crew, we watched Pink Flamingos, and that that was Willis's. I made it Willis's birthday movie, just to get a reaction out of him. That's a very special birthday. It's a very special a birthday, filled with, filled with disgusting male ass and and and, and singing buttholes. Well, one singing butthole, uh, chicken, you know, fucking and uh, weird egg women sitting in 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 playpens. But there's a lot going on in the movie that uh, that I forgot a lot about in that movie because I tend to cut parts of Pink Flamingos out of my brain after I watched it. So I didn't apologize for it. I knew it was going to be gross out. But, you know, I wasn't ashamed by their... I wasn't uh, disappointed with the reactions of my constituents. And that's made it fun to watch with a group, you know, so... Um, was uh, it Pink
3: Flamingos or is it, like, Female Trouble? Or what's the movie where they are... Hmm... I can't... It's... I think it's pink flamingos because that's where his name is Crackers, right? Yes. Uh, when he's like, when he goes, "Do my balls, Mama!" and <laughs> oh. <laughs> with the pliers, or and I was watching that. I lived in a duplex, and I used to be a. I used to watch John Waters films all the time, and um, I, at this one point, I was watching that, and I lived in a duplex. And we had the volume turned up really high for some reason. But then it just got really quiet. And all of a sudden, you hear him scream that. And I looked at my roommate. I'm like, we should probably turn the volume down before. <laughs> They're like, what the hell are you doing over there? Um, fortunately, with our next-door neighbor was a, also a big John Waters fan. So if he did hear it, he probably understood where it came from. But I, I just thought that was a funny
4: moment. I was like, I do
3: my balls, mama. <laughs> <laughs>
4: You're going to get two different knocks on the door. If that happens, you're going to get the turn it down or can I join in?
3: Uh, Yeah, exactly. And I think, honestly, he would have been a can I join in kind (laughs) of. So It wouldn't have been that bad. But he was also my landlord, too. So let's I was going to say let's hope it would go that way. But I don't know if that would be better. I don't don't (laughs) know. I don't know what would be the ideal response in that situation. I just learned
1: something (laughs) new about you. How you doing? (laughs) Hey, hey.
3: Looking for a rent rebate?
1: <laughs> oh damn, We're working man. That's 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 nice, but um, yeah. So so I've been I've been binge watching some TV on Netflix. Um, is, am I watching Gotham on Netflix? I forget now. But I've been catching up on Gotham. That's still pretty good. You know. Yeah, I, I like Gotham. It's good. I haven't caught up on Supergirl or um, uh. oh or um, The Flash yet because I'm still trying to catch up on Arrow and you know. A lot, a lot of catch-up stuff. Uh, but related to Supergirl, I, I, I have been binge-watching Glee, and I'm not ashamed of this, because I've, I've confessed this, that I, I've watched that show, but I never finished it, so I'm, I'm deep into season four, which happens to uh, include Supergirl from TV, belting out some tombs. See, it's, it's not the acting in the show, it's the performances that that, that, that keeps me there. And, and Jane Lynch, but I think she leaves after a while, because I've, I've always enjoyed Jane, Jane Lynch and everything she does. Um... Besides that, not 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 too much. I, I keep making me keep meaning to make it out to the movies to go see some stuff. But, but I, I didn't mention it last time. But I did see Lego Batman. And, oh uh, nice! Lego Batman is a lot of fun, people. For, for for kids of all ages, there's lots of funny references in there from other Batman reincarnations. Uh, Batman so badass he doesn't have any he doesn't have a, a an eight pack. He has a nine pack, you know, because. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Will Arnett's great as a Batman. And I and I'm I wasn't disappointed at all. There's there's a scene in the film, I I'll, I'll give away one scene because it's a, it's a Vincent Price thing and it's 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 a podcast appropriate where Egghead is actually throwing eggs at the Bat Signal and he he breaks the Bat Signal. And it's hilarious, you know. <laughs> there's there's lots of little stuff like that in that movie and I recommend everybody go see it. Uh, Lego Batman and that's about it for me. But um right now it's time for our Beeps of the Week which what's pissing you off sir see what pisses me off
4: is this so there are a crowd of people in this world that believe that you need to drive a big car right you need to have a big car to be a man you need to have a big car so I don't drive a car, actually, I, I ride a big scooter, a big 250 scooter, and I am sick to death of wankers giving me a hard time because apparently I ride a girl's bike. So I'm, I'm just over it. You know what? At 100 k's an hour, when you hit the bitumen, we all look the same.
2: Does your scooter have one of those bars, like, like a boy's bike? I can't uh, remember what movie, because that's what you yeah. set your penis on. and that's how you know that it's it's a boy's bike
4: right so no the the fuel tank on my on my scooter is actually a house underneath so you you don't so much hump the tank as sit on top of it
2: okay well see if you're actually in something where you actually have the gas tank in between your legs i don't that's more badass than anyone who drives a car
4: see that's what i said but I took abuse from a a road user just the other day, telling me to get off my effing girls bike. So, uh, wow. I, I well, I, admittedly, I did go back and break his side mirror, but that's another story, <laughs> <laughs> story for another day. Nice.
1: <laughs> that's how you start shit in Australia, man. They they, they they literally run you run over your baby in Australia if you do if pull that shit too much. Uh, I right. la Mad Max. Hey. Baby, oh baby, baby, baby with it. What was the kid's name Sprog or something? Sprog. The kid's name is Sprog. So he has an unfortunate name and he gets run over in the road.
2: That's why Australian thrift stores just have like one baby shoe. That's it, because that's <laughs> all they can find.
4: Uh that's all they need. but then they've lost three or four toes. You know, spiders, Then you pick my up my the field. shoe and
1: you wonder what the story is. I wonder why yeah. there's one shoe. And you know, <laughs> this baby yeah. had a story. Every baby
4: has
2: a story in this talk city. But not not all of them meet the toe cutter.
1: (laughs) Perhaps they should, X. Come on now. (laughs) That that Uh, kid could be collecting babies like Randall Tex Cobb. Oh my god. (laughs) It's a healthy white baby. Shit, what else you got? (laughs) We haven't done a Raising Arizona reference in a long time. (laughs) But with that... I was thinking
3: about that yesterday. <laughs> I love that movie.
1: What Raising Arizona? Yeah. it's it's yes. a it's it's a good and I love that movie as well.
3: Nobody sleeps naked in this house, boy.
1: <laughs> they got freaking
3: yones on him is and shit.
0: shit
2: Nobody's <laughs> yes. gonna buy furniture from a store called Unpainted Huff Hines.
1: And... <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I can't wait to Raising Arizona This is gonna be a thing. <laughs> gonna, I'll, st- I'll stick it to Jamie. What's your beef, girl?
3: Okay, well, basically, I'm just getting to the point where I can't do it anymore with this. We're going to get offended by every little thing that happens, thing that's happening. I, I just, it's we stop. We need to stop. I'm okay with getting offended by things that actually matter, by things that are serious, by things that deserve being offended over, you know, actual things that are happening to people that are bad. But when you have something just so stupid and then you take it to level 11 and it just it drives me nuts. And so the latest thing is that the UK department store, Primark, um was forced to remove a Negan t-shirt from their sales floor because it's the, it's the Negan shirt that says Eeny, Meeny, Miny Moe, and it has a picture of Lucille on it. And one customer, one customer who happened to be a Mormon minister, complained that he thought it was a racist shirt and he wanted it removed from the shelves. Now, anyone who watches The Walking Dead or knows anything about Negan at all uh, will understand the reference and understand that it has nothing to do with being racist. It's just that's a Negan thing. So one customer, one, complained about this shirt, and they pulled all the shirts from their shelves. And to this, I'm just – this guy, one, shut the hell up. You don't know what you're talking about. And then to Primark, grow some fucking balls. I am so – tired of people pandering to every little thing because before you know it we're not going to be able to do or say anything regardless of intent without someone coming down on you for it and to me whenever little things like that get the spotlight and people flip out over them then things that actually matter it just it takes the piss right out of them you can't you you it steals the thunder from actual problems that we have and actual issues that need to be dealt with when we're spending all this time, it just give, Oh, well one guy doesn't like it. So let's just get rid of everything. You know, it's just, it's stupid. And, um, that's, that's just an example. That's the latest example that has pissed me off to no end, but it's just, I don't know. I, s- I feel like every single night I'm going to bed angry over something stupid and I don't know what's happening to us as a society. I don't know what we're coming to that you just can't say or do anything without somebody losing their shit over it. And it's driving me nuts. So what you're so telling me is in
1: my- the, 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 the impending beef t-shirt should not have the words no tiki, no washi on it?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, might, it might offend Asian people, maybe. <laughs>
4: wow! Yeah, <laughs> oh uh, love you. Long God. time out. It's, it's not
3: yeah, right out. Yeah, right. Uh, no, yeah. No, I mean, it's just I miss the Lenny Bruces. I miss the George Carlins. I miss the Richard Pryors. I miss, I miss the the people who just would say whatever the fuck that was on their mind, and it was it. I, you know. We just don't seem to have that anymore. I mean, there a couple of times we do, and then um, I have to applaud them because I'm like, "Yay, hey, yay for you! You actually have the guts to say something and not worry about somebody coming down on you for it." Because it, it's just it's ridiculous. So yeah. anyway, I'm sorry. I actually had a I, I had a millennial tell me the other day that <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just so funny to me. He it. said, he said well, it's just that our generation doesn't get as offended as your generation does. I'm like, what the fuck what? are you talking about? How oh delusional are you? And he's like, well, you know, it's just every time, because oh, for the record, I'm 42. And he's like, e- every time I talk to anyone who's over 40, it's just, you know, they're like, oh, oh, complaining about the loud music and complaining about the fast cars and complaining about that. I'm like, really? Because Is I... Is in- Gillis? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm like I'm living in I'm living in Michigan now which um our generation saw the last of Detroit steel come off of come off the line. I was born I I was alive during the birth of rap and heavy metal and okay not the exact birth of heavy metal but I grew up on heavy metal and I uh, like you know, all of that cool shit that that's from our generation so i don't know what you're talking about you know and uh, he's just like well we just don't get that offended i'm like are you invented being offended are you kidding me oh my God. sjw's you, you were born of your generation
4: yes so. you, you invented this has a warning because some people may be offended you invented safe spaces you yes wanted-
3: yes exactly thank you thank you and like you know when when I was growing up, people said stuff, and you're like, oh, based on what they said, that guy's an asshole. That guy's not an asshole, and that's and then you moved on. Either you associated with them or you didn't, and um and now it's like everything has to come with a warning label, and like that didn't come from us. I don't know what you're talking about, but that didn't come from us, and so. I just thought that was the most hilarious thing anyone has ever said to me. He's just like yo well, we don't get offended <laughs> you make careers out of it right? what are you talking about <laughs> no, there's now a job choice.
4: because of it yeah. there's
3: now a job choice in the game of life <laughs> where you can make a career out of being offended by things
4: and <laughs> and not really, oh.
3: but uh, but there will be
4: <laughs> there will I guarantee be you there will be <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I create safe spaces for a living yes.
1: Wankers, all wankers. <laughs> Bunch of locks on the cabinets and uh, padding on the corners. Right. So
3: that, yeah, that's my thing. I just, I'm, I'm just, I I'm just, I'm, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. It's making me nuts.
1: I'm, I'm looking no. forward to having a kid one day and not making them wear knee pads or elbow pads when they ride their bike. Because if you don't fall down and hurt yourself once in a while, how are you gonna know how to feel pain? then that's. You know, that's the problem. You don't learn
2: learning a thing.
3: <laughs> that's it's how you thin out the gene pool.
1: <laughs> yes.
4: See, that's why I'm proud to live in a country where everything wants to kill you. If you make it to adulthood, <laughs> clearly you've got it right.
3: <laughs> See, that's great. It's like a yeah, it's like a trial by fire just growing up over there.
1: <laughs> right. El- elbow pads and plastic jungle gyms are making kids into pussies nowadays and th- their parents are pussies, you turn the kids into pussies too. <sighs>
0: And, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's, uh,
3: and I'm not saying there aren't bad things that happen. That but that's my point is that is that when we spend so much time, you know, nitpicking over little tiny bullshit that really it it's stupid and you're wasting time and resources, then there are actual issues that are not being taken care of because This is what we're spending our time worrying about, you know, and like there are serious issues going on in this world. And we're those things aren't being taken seriously, because once you flap your trap about every little single thing, no one's going to take you seriously anymore. So I guess I might be talking about myself now. So maybe I'll stop
1: flapping my trap.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Get off my lawn.
1: lawn. (laughs) I'll tell you what. Yeah, I've watched a lot like of King of the Hill too. I can't help these things. But, uh, <laughs> X, how you doing, sir? What's your beef, sir? I
2: just, well, I just want to say to to our our guest, the witch. I've been afraid of your fucking country since I saw a long weekend back in 1979. So <laughs> I know Australia wants to kill me. I have no doubt of that at all. So. <clears throat> Um, I think the problem that I'm having this time around for the beef is that I think I am Jamie's beef. Um, oh, okay. Well, and the reason that I say that is because I don't know if y'all caught the whole thing about Richard Spencer calling Depeche Mode the official band of the alt-right.
3: I, br- I heard th- – that's exactly what I heard, and I haven't heard – I didn't go beyond that. That's But I just saw a tweet okay. that mentioned that he said that.
2: Right. Okay, I started that. I didn't, well, I didn't say it. I saw a tweet from a reporter for New York Magazine who said that she had just said that. She was like live tweeting an interview or something. And so I posted it on Facebook. I was like, this is hilarious because if you've ever listened to Depeche Mode, you understand that that's not the kind of stuff that they deal in. You know, so and then I tweeted, I thought maybe he had Depeche Mode confused with Nits or Ebb. Facebook people were saying, well, you know, just because one woman on Twitter says it's news doesn't make it news. I said, fine, I'll just ask him myself. So I followed Richard Spencer on Twitter and I said, hello, Twitter says that you've just claimed Depeche Mode is the official band of the alt right. Is that correct? And he answered, and he had no reason. What did he say? To answer me, he said, obviously, I was joking when I said that, but I am a lifelong Depeche Mode fan. That's it. That's all he said. But that went so far to now where, if you look, um, those two tweets, mine and his, hit the AV Club. They hit Pitchfork. They hit Spin. They hit Raw Story. And it got to the point where Depeche Mode actually issued a statement saying... We are not associated with this man, and we have no idea what the hell's going on. What did you do? (laughs) Look look at the base you made. Look at what you did. (laughs) You know what I did? I asked.
3: You're not my beef. I think that's hilarious. (laughs) I,
2: I asked a question. (laughs) <laughs> that is all I did. I asked a man that a, that many people dislike a question, and I did not ask it in an aggressive fashion because I was I wasn't trying to I wasn't going to come back at him with some kind of oh you goddamn motherfucker give me back my eighties man you know anybody can listen to whoever they want that's and that's the thing if you do anything public someone is going to be your fan and odds are if someone if you have a lot of fans they're going to be assholes <laughs> oh sure yeah you yeah. can't you can't help that you can't stop that so you know when Depeche Moe came out it was like oh this guy obviously is a Nazi and we don't we don't adhere to Nazi uh, policies <laughs> I guess is that the word I'm looking for it's like okay, that's cool. We knew that, and I'm sorry that you actually had to confirm that, but but you know you 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 just you, you can't help who likes who likes your stuff. And I imagine if he if Richard Spencer really is a lifelong Depeche Road fan, which he appears to be, if you go back through his Twitter, to have his favorite band be like, "Wow, fuck you, we don't even want yeah, you to listen to us." That's it is as a fan. I mean, I. I cannot imagine how I would feel if Duran Duran got in contact with me and were like, We don't want you to listen to anything. (laughs) Just stop listening to our okay, you can listen to Notorious. Okay. (laughs) You are not the wall boy. Yeah, that's it. You cannot listen to like Seven of the Ragged Tiger anymore. You're done. I'd be like, Fuck. What did I do? You know, so I don't know, it's weird. So anyway, this it was a big silly thing, and it got blown up, and now it's news. And but it's not. But it's not news. It's not news. Why is it news?
3: <laughs> because just, everything is news these days. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Everything and, is news.
2: And I had people like congratulating me. You've done well here. Good job. I'm like, how is that a good? I asked a question. Why is this a good job? How have I done any great thing for society? You know, it's Depeche Mode. Jesus. Calm down. So, yeah, it's it's a weird beef, but I had never been in that situation before where, hey, here's the thing. And then it just got to be a huge thing that went as far as it did. Having said that, if you'd like to buy my new book, it is available on Amazon. Um... So I can go ahead and cash in on these eight minutes of fame.
1: You're, you're kind of like a musical Susan B. Anthony. I'd say with tits, but we're both fat guys, so we already have tits. So you know, Yeah,
2: exactly. That's already been taken care of.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, my beef is uh, a lot less severe than that. It's just... Um...
2: Thank Christ.
1: And, by the way, your, your Australia answer, uh, actually, if you go safely in Australia, your answer is... Go on vacation with Steve Rails back. You should be okay.
2: <laughs> shit.
1: Take take <laughs> Rails back with you, and you should be fine. Okay.
2: Oh my god, that's funny.
1: Oh, do I do I have a beef? I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of you know, content this week except for my coworkers driving me crazy. I, I almost had to cut somebody, l- literally the other morning because he he was talking some some crazy shit and just uh. P- people like that in my job are just it's early morning you know this that, or the other and <clears throat> tempers flare you know and I so I guess my own beef is my my own guapo which is uh my my hot-headed Irish ass not not ass you know but my, my, my head gets too hot and i I, I tend to explode about things If you can follow me on Facebook you'll see this sometimes it's like you know man fuck this fuck that fuck Ty west know <laughs> 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 no, I, I get mad about things when I shouldn't get mad about things. So, my my beef is myself, and you know, and, and, and this, this and the other. But I, I don't have too many too many things to be mad about this week or last week or n- nothing I can't get over. Except for the fact that pe- people go talk their political stuff, which is fine. But I I will try to change the subject, and if you like that, no. If I'm being delusional, whatever. But sometimes you know. Maybe part of the day, you don't want to hear about that shit. So show a little people, and I I would I would appreciate that amongst my constituents and Republican and Democrat. Yeah.
2: You know, I, I so you don't want to have a you don't want to have a town hall meeting. Is no, that what you're saying?
1: no, just, this is the biggest this is the <laughs> biggest town hall meeting I have. Is is this program here? Area right grievances. I mean, it's about, it's about <laughs> politics. That's fine too. You know, I'm not going to tell you are wrong. I'm not going to tell you are right. It's, it's, it's unless you're acting like violently and crazy, then I'll say. Hey, dude, calm down. And you know, that sounds very, uh, <laughs> very hipster esh. Hipster esh. Hipster <laughs> Hipster of me to say that. Hey, dude, just calm down. Because there's a lot of stuff to be mad, to be mad about in the world, and s- some people have opinions. I have my opinions. You have yours. Just not a lot of them are, are based on fact. And that's where you get stuff like your, your Depeche Mode, you know, shit starting perp yourself, you know, which blew up into something, you know, much bigger than itself, because on the social medias we have click, clickbait galore, you just like, ooh, you know what, Trump took shit and it came out sideways, click here to find out what color it was, and you know what they'll click on that link just just to see wow, he shits he, it's like the Us Weekly of the internet he shits, he's just like us you know, I bet he goes to the store and buys bacon, but probably not you know, <laughs> But um, yeah, that's that's a uh, my, my my beef in a nutshell.
2: He should still have a good supply of Trump steaks somewhere in a warehouse packed in dry ice. I don't <laughs> I, think he needs bacon.
1: I would hope so. Yes, you know, pumpkin ale. That's not a thing yet, but it's coming. I'm sure sooner rather than later. You get you guys keep that shit, okay?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, tonight we we are doing our reality premonition show, which is three films. All about reality TV before reality TV was a thing, so they kind of predated that, if you will, you know. Uh, we'll uh, we're doing uh, Death Row Game Show. That's that's from '80, uh, '87, 80, I think. I, I think so. I know yep. the Running Man's from '87. That's that's another film we're doing. And Shock Treatment is from the the early '80s. You can tell I don't have my, my tablet because I'm being lazy right now. But Shock Treatment is uh, the third film we're gonna do. But I think we'll uh, start with with uh, Death Row Game Show right after the
0: trailer. Do you know this man? Maybe you've seen some of his commercials. Hello, I'm Chuck Todan. Are you tired of being burglarized? Try the new Electro Zappy Fence. Ah. Yes, our ties are made of the strongest material that will not rip, tear, or stretch.
4: We hope you haven't been offended by our little joke. Of course you know who he is.
0: It's time for... Now here's the host and star of the show, Chuck Tobin! 9372, how are you feeling? A little nervous, Chuck. Before you lose your head, we'll give you a chance to win some money for your family. Well, I never thought it would amount to anything! Here we go! Welcome to the wonderful world of Death Row Game Show! Anyone on Death Row can be a contestant. Man or woman, young or old, I do not discriminate. You killed my mom. She was pretty old, anyway. There are people out there who hate me. There are people in here who hate you too. That man had a gun. So does this man. Chuck, do you do you ever <laughs> have sex with your contestants before they go on your show? The name of this segment is Hunger or Lust. You made it. What a display of willpower. It's kind of America, to Chuck. I'm proud of you. Death and convicts are beginning to take their toll on me. Oh, but the show is you. Eight nine eight one. Can you hear me?
5: Well, I can't find any release forms on this convict
0: either. Chuck Todan wants you to die laughing. Notice how flies gather around eight three six four, the untreated corpse, but two two seven five, the corpse sprayed with fly begone, is fly free. Death row game show, a once in a lifetime experience.
1: And then we'll go. Death Row Game Show is um, basically about a, a a guy who's a you know your stereotypical game show host, but he doesn't do, he doesn't do the few. He doesn't do the Price Right. He he does a show where they have live executions on TV of Death Row inmates, where they could either die or win fabulous prizes like stays of executions or money for their families or whatever, and they die in not hilarious ways but hilariously but I'm going to stick to our guest first. Sir, which would you think of Death Row Game Show? Death Row Game Show reminded me
4: of an 80s TV show. Uh, you know what? It wasn't the worst movie I watched amongst this lot. I've got to be honest. Um, so Chuck, Mc- oh, sorry, John McAfee, who plays Chuck, um, I was curious about what he'd done, and he followed this up. So this was 87. He followed this up in 88 with Curse of the Queer Wolf and then 91's Nudist Colony of the Dead, and my personal favorite, O3's Rectumor. And that says everything about his career.
2: I thought he was great in the Beaver Brown Band. I really enjoyed that Eddie and the Cruiser stuff.
1: <laughs> Play on the dark side. Yes. God damn it. Sorry about that, guys.
0: <laughs> c- c-
1: continue, which I'm sorry. <laughs> Did we get to go the lightning round? What the fuck was Yes, that? <laughs> indeed. Yes. Hey, you, I'm worth head, head being face up. It it would be... It would would be appropriate, wouldn't it? Yes. What did you think of the the film, though? Which... God damn it.
4: I thought it was good. You thought it was good? Is that the right
1: answer? I don't know. It it could
0: be... Should I answer in the
1: form of a question?
4: Oh, my God. So There was stuff that I learned from this movie that was really important. Um, So, gang rape is hilarious, apparently. Um... C- Curses of the Mummy. I want to see that movie. Um, <laughs> Chuck's assistant is always on a vibrator break. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, it's hilarious when all ladies I, die. I
3: just got the title of Curses of the Mummy. <laughs> I, I when I was watching that because I mean you know obviously he was like goddamn motherfucking shit blah but blah, you know I I just now got it when you said that I'm like oh that was on purpose that's funny. <laughs> I'm not always that slow. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: but you know, look, it, it wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't a bad movie. It's it's not highbrow. It, it's not for the. It's not for the snowflakes. There is no safe place in that movie. And uh, you know, we get to make fun of feminism. We get to make fun of Mexicans. We get to make fun of Italians. Um, and I think that was pretty much. Oh, and boobs. There were lots of boobs. And I enjoyed that part. <laughs>
1: Uh, oh, and Jay- a large,
4: a, a large black man fucking a turkey. That was
1: great. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, I think he's more dry humping if I, I get, the, I get, I get the vibes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, what did you think of it?
3: I didn't hate it. I, I didn't. I at first I thought, oh goodness, and then I there were several times when I laughed and I was like, okay, well, you know, that's not bad. Some of the humor i felt was a little forced and not very funny and brian and i were talking about it and said pretty much agreed that a lot of the stuff was would be funny only to the people who made the movie um he said it reminded him of like a high school production like something he would have made in high school <laughs> and i was like yeah i can kind of see that uh but it overall i i kind of enjoyed it. I was just like, you know, it's very irreverent. Um, they're just making fun of everything. And I, I'm, I'm okay with that. It um, it did have its very, very funny moments. I, I wasn't really happy with the... I, I felt like they didn't know how to end it. And that being as short as it was, I was like, well, they just ran out of stuff to do. And they're like, and we'll just end it here. You know, it was just, it was kind of bizarre. But... I, whatever it it was, I'll agree with the witch that it was not the worst thing that I watched for this group, and that's kind of saying something there because it, <laughs> it's not like it was great. Um, <laughs> but I was I was entertained, and I had never seen it before, so you know, there you go.
4: Mm. Yeah, it was like the commercials at the end. I think were supposed to be part of the movie. And they just like you said, we don't know how to finish it, so we'll just sort of slide them in at the end to say this is what Chuck does now.
3: Yeah. I, did, I will say the like things like the rat poison commercial I really laughed at that I thought it was very funny yeah, because they have the one up. guy yeah, yeah yeah they have the one guy they're like oh we're doing we're having him do this cheese this cheesy taste test and then he's like oh this is the imitation cheese I'm just like, ah really it's rat poison and <laughs> and so then the guys just dying and I like that. That was pretty funny. You know, I love the family reactions when their family member was on the game show. And it's like, we don't give a shit that you're about to die, but just make sure you win us some money as you go out. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. you know, don't leave us empty handed. Um, yeah, it just it was very satirical in a way. Goofy, but um, I think it 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 made its point in in a very silly manner. And oh, my God, was it so 80s?
0: Oh
4: yeah! Wow, yeah. just wow. Chuck was, scary. <laughs> Chuck was like quintessential '80s guy. He had the hair. He had the jacket. He had the whole bit. Can Can I ask you a question? Did anyone else notice that in Chuck's bedroom he has a single boob stuck to the wall with a chain on it? I, I didn't Is that notice. what
3: that was? Yeah. I noticed the handcuffs above the bed. But Because he had like two sets of handcuffs, I think, hanging from the bed with the keys like sticking in them. Um, I did notice that the interior of his home was not at all the exterior of his home. And that clearly they only got permission to drive out of the garage when they used the big fancy house. Because the inside of his house didn't, did not go in the inside of the house that he purportedly lived in.
2: So, uh, um, the same thing can be said of the Overlook Hotel in The Shining.
3: Well, there you go. Uh, so, oh, okay. uh, so basically, this is The Shining. That's what you're saying. This is a, yeah. this is a film worthy of Kubrick. That's, that's
2: exactly what I'm saying, Jamie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I could see his influence all over the place. Oh. <laughs> I do think that it won't be long before we have a group pop up. What the hell is the name of her group? Warm Warmath, Warma, Warma, Women Against. Anything, Anything think, men
1: are for. Men are
0: for.
3: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah, very Kubrick-y, and uh, It reminds you of that, that line from summer school where Chainsaw and Dave are looking at the pictures, the naked pictures, and they go, square butter, triangular bush. This man's a genius or something like that. Somewhere along those lines. You know. <laughs> oh, my God. X, what do you think, sir?
2: I did read that they had to film the Dance of the Seven Boners 90 times. 90 different wow, takes why? of that. Medium, yeah, you, need multiple, of the, you need Because angles. of the Kubrickian influence.
3: Yes. Oh, oh, never mind. Oh, my God, I am slow.
2: Oh, had to, <laughs> they, they had to get it perfect. Well, first of all, I, just, I don't know what happened in my head that I thought I was watching. I thought I had to watch Dead End Drive-In, and I got that confused with Death Row Game Show. Um this movie is not okay. Dead End this is this is not Dead End Drive In at all. No,
4: Dead End Drive In is a whole different movie.
2: That's a whole nother thing, yeah. As soon as I saw fucking Todd Pettengill show up on the damn screen, I was just like, this is not what I thought I was watching. Which is funny because I own Death Row Game shows, so I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me. Um I don't know. It's not horrible. It's it's got some very broad kind of Zucker Brothers humor, and I dig that stuff, so I'm okay with that. And again, I can't hate any movie that actually uses the phrase Dance of the Seven Boners because I'm 12, apparently. So, Aren't we all 12?
4: Big I Danny think thought. So. We're all 12.
2: <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's beyond that, it's 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 not great. It's not great, but I I, I think it's Good natured and darkly humored enough that it's worth at least one watch, um, maybe more if you really like that shit or if you're twelve. So that's about the best I can say about it. I
3: did. Uh, I did laugh uh, when I realized when the kids were crossing the street in the very beginning. Oh, and, uh, and then it, then, yeah and it and i was like my god they're taking forever to get across the street and then it panned up to the sign that said slow children and i thought that was very funny and that was i love spoofs like the classic ones now this is in no way like an airplane or you know it, it's
2: we're not there but it's no her I, name stuff was like a stern virgin for fuck's sake
3: right you know uh, but stuff like that i do
2: appreciate it.
3: And then when the guy pulled up next to him and he's like, I've been watching your show for two years. Where do you get off? And I'm thinking, well, you've been watching the show for two years, jackass. How are you any better? You know, and then but those are the people I'm talking about. There's like I'm going to bitch about something, but I'm going to watch it at the same time. So, you know, it's like when people complain about the Kardashians being famous or whatever. And I'm like, well, somebody's watching the fucking show, you know, so. And a lot of people, by the way, are watching their show. So, it, I mean, it's just it just cracks me up. It's like, oh, why are they famous? Well, because a lot of fucking people watch their show. I'm not one of them, but <laughs> there are a lot of people out there that watch the show. And then this guy, I've been watching your show for two years. I don't think he sounded quite that ain't that old when he said it. though.
0: <laughs> I'm still, I'm still no, like I, think, no I think he did. I think he did. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, Edward J. Robinson,
0: They're
4: the
3: better watching
1: man. your show, See, yeah, it's a piece of shit. See? Yeah. Yeah. you dirty rat. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're a piece <laughs> of crap. <laughs> In my car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, Gary, I'm, I, I, I'm here. I, I'm with you guys, and I thought Death or Game Show was is wacky. You know, as as far as you know, yeah, it, it, it kind of had that feel of. Something that somebody would watch on television, kind of like in a UHF kind of way, you know, where they had all those crazy shows on UHF and people were watching them. This seems like a show that people would watch. I forget who said that it, um, if they they, they, if they take live executions that people would, would be in front of their television sets every night to watch them. People- well, they would.
3: I mean, that's what the French used to do. That that was their form of entertainment was uh, was watching live executions. Uh, it, it's. I mean, we've always been a bloodthirsty people. That's what. That's what humans are. I don't doubt for one second, if they were to do that, that it would have a big following. You'd also have Absolutely. a lot of people complaining about it, but you, it would have a huge
4: following. But it's all about community spirit. People come together to see people die.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and to place bets on whether or not their head falls face up. That's just yes, you know that that, that would be the, happening
4: Nice. I mean, That's people place
3: bets on the Super Bowl as to whether or not Lady Gaga's cleavage is going to be showing. You can you can be damn sure that if something like this were on television, there would be betting all over the place.
1: I love the fact that there's only like, three judges to judge if the head landed face-up at the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> we have the judges ruling here. It is face-up, $10,000. <laughs> Thanks,
0: Dad. Uh, Thank you.
1: Um, there's,
0: you there's, can do it. You can, you can <laughs> Try do to it. flip it.
1: it reminds me <laughs> a line from Hook for the, the little girl screaming at Broughton Williams, "Come on, Daddy, Mommy can do it." You know, shit like that. And uh, that's a totally different film, The Death Row Game Show. But um, I, I, I enjoyed the wackiness of it. and That's all I can really, you know, say that this film's strength is because that's really what it is. Because the stuff that happens in it is outlandish. You, you mentioned the guy. We mentioned the guy dry humping the turkey. Well, the, the, the that part of the movie is what the the game was, would he go this guy has been starving. He's he, he's lived on bread and whatever for years and years and years and will he go for the turkey or will he go for the 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 the, the hot woman first and he looked at the woman, he looked at the turkey, he looked at the woman, he looked at the turkey. He covered the turkey and he starts humping it on live on, on the, well, it's not live television but in front of the studio audience and a, a little goopy like and um there's there's a scene where um that pointless scene. I guess 20 minutes of the film is wasted on this this hitman that's gonna kill him, but then it's it's kind of redeemed in a way when when you get his supposed old his supposed mother playing in one of the games on Death on Live or Die. I mean, or whatever the show is called, and um, she has to run with two uh, two canisters of gasoline through rings of fire to the end, and the gag is that. She has to put it on this table that has candles on it, but the table's not strong enough to support the cans, so it collapses and it blows her up. A L- little silly stuff that like that, that makes me laugh, you know, but I can't say it was executed in the best way. And uh, like Jamie said, the film's only eight minutes long, and you waste like 15 of that on this this Hitman character who's just obnoxious, and he's got chewed food all over his face, and ugh. <laughs> that, 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 that makes me gross, gross out a little bit, but, you know, it, it's, it, it's okay. I think that the, your lead host character who was d- did okay, but like you guys said, was anticlimactic at the end. All of a sudden, it's like, yep, not gonna do it anymore. Let's ride off into the sunset with this woman that hates me. Ha, ha 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 You know, yeah, real real dumb in the end. But um, I, I don't have much much more to say about this movie. But um, I'm gonna stick it to the witch. What is your uh, rating one through ten for Death Row Game Show? If I, if I use a comparison
4: scale on what, what we want for this, I'm going to give it uh, a six
1: because I've actually watched it more than one. Fair enough. Ah, uh, Jamie.
4: Let's
3: see. I would say, mm, I, you know, it was mm, at times it was a bit of a tough sit, but overall I did enjoy it more than not. So I would also say six,
1: I think. Fair enough. X.
2: Yeah, I think if we're going to go with a like the which set a comparison scale between the three movies that we've watched um, yeah, six six seems about right
1: Um, yeah, I'm I'm right there with the six, like I said, the wackiness kept me in it, but I feel like this doesn't need to really rely heavily on plot, and you need a lot of gags, much like in a, a slasher film, you know, how does, how does a slasher film survive? You find new and interesting ways to kill people and yeah, this film, you know, doesn't really pull its punches with the wackiness and the sexism, and uh, people possibly getting possibly getting offended by it. Maybe. Womp, 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 womp. Yeah, I don't care if you get offended by it. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it. Exactly. Thank you, sir. But uh, with, with that, we're gonna move on to our next film, which I think all my co-hosts hated. I have, I have, I have a, a de- dealing, a, fe- a feeling, a dealing, a dealing feeling deep down in my, my my gullet, if you will, that they're all going to hate shock treatment, which is our next review right after this. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message.
2: I tell you, ladies and germs,
1: that ghoul friend of mine makes me so crazy. She told me she thought she'd look good in
0: something long and flowing. So I threw her in the Mississippi. <laughs>
5: Are you seeking discussion of horror on the small screen? Then look no further than Evil Episodes Podcast. Join your hosts, Mike Merriman, Brian Sammons, Jamie Sammons, and a large variety of guests as we break down all the favorites and not so favorites in horror TV. So grab a snack.
0: Oh, wow! Candy critters.
5: And of course, be sure to grab. join us for evil episodes podcast on the horror feeling network and legion network podcast
0: Ah! that's very good hello i'm dr cosme mckinley i'd like to tell you about a new film from the gang that gave you the rocky horror show shock treatment (laughs) I'm not a locum with no a suture myself I've been a cynic for too many years Playing doctor and nurse, it can be good for your health I've seen clinics with those gimmicks in tangents. But if you open your heart to a smooth operator He'll take you for all that you've got He'll hand you a curse that'll be with you later It'll shake it the way he takes off Like a shot You need a bit of Ooh, treatment Get you jumping like a real life wire Need a bit of Ooh, sharp treatment So look out, mister Don't you blow your last resistor For a fister that'll mystify ya you're blinded by romance, you're blinded by science Your condition is critically grave But don't expect mercy from such an alliance Suspicion of tradition so new pathetically crazy about shock treatment trust me I'm a doctor
1: <laughs> uh, shock treatment which is the sequel of sorts to the Rocky Horror Picture Show um, your, basic, your basic plot synopsis is this all, all of uh, Denton basically flock to a TV station I guess whatever they want to because this is like the only thing to do in town you watch r- random people do random things, like have marriage marriage problems and try to fix that out, but basically Brad and Janet are, are not happy in their marriage, so they come here. Brad gets uh, institutionalized uh, and has an evil twin, and in, in chaos and songs uh, ensue. And that, in a nutshell, is shock treatment. Jamie, I know you really enjoyed the hell out of this movie. What would you think, girl?
3: I enjoyed it so much, I I went to sleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, I have to, I have to admit, I already well, cause, mainly because I already admitted it to you guys off the air, and there's no backing out of it now. You'd know I was lying if I said otherwise. I did not finish watching this film, and it was not intentional. I uh, I always, you know, I will watch whatever you throw at me. I. I'm a good girl. I do my due diligence no matter how crappy the movie is. But I seriously just fell asleep, and I never got a chance to go back and finish watching it. So I I really can't fairly give, and I've never seen it before. And I was a huge fan of Rocky Horror, so I thought, oh, well, you know, I know that this is not a a straight sequel, but it's sort of a... um, well, Brian called it a spiritual successor. So uh, he also warned me beforehand that it wasn't all that good. So I was like, well, I was like, I'll give it a shot because I do love Rocky Horror. So like, we'll see. And even though Jessica Harper was there and I did not realize that going in, I was like, oh, wow, I love her. Um, I just it did not hold me. Till the end, it just didn't end. So I'm sorry, but I didn't see it all. No, that, no. and I wasn't that wrapped by what I did see. So
4: <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Don't be sorry. You should be proud that you
1: didn't. Oh, well, I'm gonna ask him.
3: <laughs> Wear that badge. <laughs> Wear it proudly. <laughs> which I failed. <laughs> what'd you
1: think of the film, which <sighs> so uh, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna give you just a taste
4: of the notes that I made as I was watching this movie. Uh one minute fifty-four and I already hate this movie. Four more minutes, I still want them all to die. What the fuck is this movie about? I don't care anymore. Fifty minutes and I'm not even paying attention. Roofies for all my friends. What I wouldn't <laughs> give for a decent knife killer right now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I much prefer are... his note for what for what I watched. <laughs> <laughs>
4: There's only probably three things out of this movie that I went, oh, that's kind of cool. It's got Barry Humphreys, who is an Australian icon. Uh, he was Bert. Yeah. Uh, it's got Rick. It's got Rick Mail, and I went, oh my god, Rick Mail. You know, there was almost there was a little little spark in my heart that said there could be redemption here. I was wrong. And <laughs> finally, Oscar from Oscar and the Drill Bits played Steve in a UK program called Metal Mickey for three years which I remember growing up with. That's pretty much about it for the entire movie The rest of it, I, ju- I wanted them all to die. I, ju- I wanted there to be a slasher to come in and just spray blood everywhere
1: Oh <laughs> I, I don't know what I ask, but uh X, what would you think, sir?
2: Let me tell you what I liked about the movie first Jessica Harper has a gorgeous singing voice yeah she does and i will and i will watch jessica harper in anything because i really really like her having said that i could not scrape this piece of shit off my shoe fast enough what what happened what is this what is going on in this movie why does clifty young have dual roles why the <laughs> fuck does brad have an evil twin why is dame edna walking around pretending to be blind i don't understand anything that happened in this movie i didn't like the songs there was not a single memorable song in the whole fucking thing and it's a musical that's 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 bad that's the antithesis of what a musical should be um so yeah i didn't get it i understand that richard o'brien and Patricia Quinn say it's an equal to Rocky Horror. I do not think that's true. That's kind of like saying Spartacus is an equal film to Eden Alive. Yeah, well,
4: see, I would have said that it would say that gargling is an equal to having an enema.
3: <laughs> Especially coming off of Phantom of the Paradise where yeah. we had a, an astounding example of a musical film to discuss and also featuring Jessica Harper and her amazing voice and you so you go from that to this and it almost made me hate musicals and I love musicals but I was like God, I can't take this anymore and I thank you X for For I thought maybe I just wasn't getting it because I was tired, and I was like, I'm just missing a bunch of stuff or something. Like it just it's not it's not clicking for me. Something is wrong. And then um, when I woke up all groggy, I was like, Oh, I guess I was just too tired. Like I just wasn't really paying attention. But
4: maybe it wasn't just just me. It wasn't there. There was (laughs) nothing there.
2: When the most memorable line from a song is "Faggots are maggots," I'm glad I'm a man. Fuck you, mm. movie. Yes, 80s hate Crime. Thank you. <laughs> well, agreed. Agreed. Well, well if you it was, listen- a, it was a different time. <laughs> if you listen, to <laughs> no, the- no,
1: it wasn't. No, it
2: fucking wasn't. It wasn't that different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you listen to the scene that came before, we're basically he was proud of this neighbor kid and then they basically told him that he was a big old homosexual who was involved in mass orgies and the fact that he did it with Mexicans too that pissed him off so much I guess as as a as a Republican and as, as a man he had to go sing a jaunty song while he's mowing AstroTurf and you know sing about all the stuff a man should be able to do I don't know the settings that my spark plugs get that doesn't make me less of a man that doesn't make me that doesn't make me a mechanic I have people for that you know to tell me the settings my spark plugs get
2: (laughs) yeah so now I want you to explain to me why you liked this Gary
1: okay let me explain something to you guys okay I I was one of those people that that would go out to to the city and go see Rocky Horror at at least 20 times a year and there were there were people there they know that you've seen them on TV in costumes dancing around and stuff and those people are fine you know, because after a while, you know, you, you kind of became w- one of those people, kind of like the Kiss Army, but a lot more, I, I want to say a lot more weird. Probably about equally as weird, <laughs> you know. But, um, and then you got those people that that, that are there, that are kind of like the beer snobs of the Rocky Horror fans, that that yell at the audience when they get the cues wrong, and, and just are real elitist cocksuckers. And this is the reason why I stopped going... And this is the reason why I got further and further into shock treatment. Not the fact that I like Rocky Horror less, it's just I've kind of outgrown Rocky Horror in a way.
3: Now are you talking about you actually had shock treatment to cure that, or are you saying that you started to enjoy this film? Because I, I,
1: started, I find I one started more, to, more
0: believable
1: than the other. I started to enjoy it more as, as a film patron and as, you know, a person who, I'm not saying it's a great film, and you, you guys don't like it, obviously, and there's nothing wrong with that. It took me a good decade to like this movie, because the first time I saw this film, I didn't like it much either. But it, it, it took a while for me to, to accept it as something different. And I I, I happen to like, you know, certain characters, um, The Witch Mentioned Barry Humphreys as Bert, is a real wacky character to me, because he's just out there. And I, I love the fact that they have this live television audience that's willing to spend the night in the studio because they have nothing else to do, to sift through this boring shit like Denton Vale and Brad sitting sitting inside of a cage for no good reason. He he's not he's not I mean, he's not sedated you know he's not sedated or anything he's just kind of sitting there being angry with a with a mouth gag on himself. Um, I love the fact that that Nell Campbell doesn't wear much in this movie that that. that that makes me happy, you know, in the other regions. Yeah,
4: I, I, I will agree with you on that. <laughs> I did have a note that just said "nurse," um,
1: but Nell sings, and that's what ruins it. <laughs> yeah, she does. She does, and I, I, it, I I've said this about Rock Your Heart too. You know, it, it, it's all fun and games till Nell starts to sing, and then my, my boner deflates just slightly. Not bad, not severe, but just slightly. You know, because she's got I the one went that, in the hiding, but yeah, but then you get you know those random especially the, there's one scene where she's, like, climbing on Brad's cage, and all you see is, you know, everything. It, it might as well be all revealed, because you see everything. And, um, I don't mind some of the songs in this this movie, but I, I agree that some of them are, are, are not very good. If I had to pick a favorite song, it, it, it'd be the Oscar drill and the bit song, the, the um, breaking out song towards the end, because I happen to like the house band. I thought they were their cool bunch of kids, and, yeah. And I, I hear they still perform certain places, kind of like Otis Day and the Nights from Animal House. They still perform places, too, you know. Um, uh, Cliff Young was, was okay. If you guys want to hear some, a real short interview about this, you could listen to Projection Boost' way-old episode about shock treatment, where uh, I think he gave Mike, like, seven minutes of his time and just said, oh, I gotta go. I was like, well, that, that's kind of shitty, you know, but whatever.
2: But see, Cliff Young is always okay. He's always just okay.
1: Yeah, I never, I never thought they ever had like a like a breakout performance or anything.
2: Yeah, I mean, when the best thing he ever did, I think, was Pulse.
1: Pu- pulse is kind of great. Yeah. I, I, I gotta say, for for a movie about you know what this electricity is doing funny things, it, it's a pretty decent <laughs> flick. Because that's all that film's about. It's never.
2: That's res- the real shock treatment, right that's there. That's the
1: real shock That's the real shock treatment. Get a burner in the shower and shit, man. You know that's right <laughs> oh
2: so many Lawrence's
1: yes yeah, so, so many Lawrence's so little time right um but all in all you know I, I've heard them having different plot different plots for this movie that they were gonna do there's a song in the movie I'm, I'm looking for trade which has nothing to do with the plot whatsoever but it had to do with another subplot that they were gonna make but didn't do so if anything cut that song out because it's it's not in context with the film you know which could be an argument about a lot of stuff that's going on in this film. It's not in context with the film. Um, uh, negative stuff. There's, there's a lot of negative stuff about this film. Nobody gave a, shade of a shit about Ralph and Betty before. Why would they care now? Um, well, there's there's other stuff, too. And, you know, I, 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 I shine a, a light on this movie and carry a torch way more than I probably should. So I don't think too much negativity about it, except for, you know... Uh, Janet's bigoted father and trophy mother. with But that's... That's what you saw back in them days, I guess, you know, because i seen that in my grandparents where he, she would pretty much do whatever he said. And, um... Yeah. It's it's just, it's just not as bad to me as other people. And and I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. Just basically, it's kind of like my, my argument with John Cross about Scott Pilgrim. Everything you're saying is right, but I still like it. You know, so... <laughs> there you go. But I'll uh, I'll ask Jamie uh, for which saw the film. What's what's what, what do you what do you rate it? <laughs>
3: um, I don't. I mean, if I'm being generous, I might have in the end gone as high as a three or four. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I I don't. I just from what I did, and and it's like X said that. The songs I I couldn't I just I don't know I mean if you're if if a film is a musical I think you really have to have good songs and otherwise don't and I just didn't like any of them so I don't, I don't know I, I it felt like it was kind of a mess to me and. Yeah. I don't want to put the work in to get where you are now. No, I just no, did no, no, no. it.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's
3: not worth it to me.
1: <laughs> if if anything, this this is the, the the Charlie Brown Christmas of musical because they, they put that commercialism way ahead of the, of the, the quality of, of song in the movies because the music in Rocky Horror is is much leaps and bounds better than the music in here. But I think in, in the context of the film itself. I think I think it's pretty great, and it took me a long time to realize that. But I can say that about a lot of films I mentioned off 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 mic off recording about how a lot of folks didn't like Halloween three for like twenty five years, and all of a sudden they realized, wow, you know, Michael Myers aside, this is a really good movie. But I'll oversay that about about shock treatment. But I think if if some people gave it a chance, I think there'd be a pretty split camp of people who like it and don't like it, kind of like the witch. You know, not not the witch here, but the movie, the witch about Black Phillip and stuff. You know, I've heard mixed reviews about. You know, it's like half the folks like it, and half the folks don't like it, and then some people will say, "Well, those people are wrong." And I'll say, "Good for you, sir." You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're pretty much like my reviews, mate. It's okay. <laughs> okay, what do you give it for a rating, which?
4: Uh, so, I, I, look, I totally agree with with X. If it's a musical, there should be one song that you take away going, yeah, I really enjoyed that. It was good. I can't do that. And, and, you know, I understand that you've put the time in and and you get it and you've embraced it. And the more I I, I listen to you go, you know, really express your love for it, I thought, for me, this sounds like hardcore S&M. You know, you talk to people that are doing it and they're totally committed. But it took them a long time to get there. And and right now, I'm not willing to put a life chicken up my ass so I'm gonna go with the three.
1: Well, That's perfect, then. That, that, that's a that's a perfect analogy, which I, I love it for that, brother.
3: Hey, call me when you get to that point, though.
2: <laughs> you know, no nobody starts out just nailing their scrotum to a two by four. That's it. You got to work up to that shit.
4: You got to commit to it, and you know what? I'm just too lazy. I'll just stick with one feather.
2: Yeah. Oh, X. I, um, I'm interested by you using the phrase that you outgrew Rocky. Um, and I think it's interesting because I, I'm not sure that I ever will outgrow Rocky. I think that there have been, if, if you look at the sub genre of weird musicals, you know, I think there are a couple of them that I think are, are as good as Rocky or close to it. Um, shit I love Repo to a horrible fault I love Repo the Genetic Opera I love Cannibal the musical almost as much as I love Rocky um,
3: oh I was about to say there is no sky is blue and all the leaves are green in this in this movie you know like right? to this day that song will just I'll just be walking around the house and be like the sun's as high as a baked potato <laughs> you know I didn't right? get that from you
2: yeah, it's just, it's it's not there. Even that, that the final song where they're getting into the car and they're escaping, they had, you know, that could have been like the greased lightning of, of Shock Treatment. It just did not, didn't happen. And the songs didn't really serve to advance the story that much. So, And I, I think that's really where my big irritation lies. If you're going to have a musical, have some decent music. Make it a musical, so i'm I am giving this a two simply for the presence of Jessica Harper and Barry Humphreys in the same film
1: uh, here, here's mine It's going be the highest rating on the show, and uh, it, it's, 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 well, not for for all the movies. I'm sure the next movie is going to be much, much higher for me, but uh shot treatment of, the, of a film it, of a film and listen straight. I didn't outgrow Rocky in a sense because I could go watch Rocky right now you know put it, put it on mute and, and really enjoy myself and by the way if you're, you're in Dallas you're, you're lucky we're lucky we're, we, we should all be so lucky you guys get a, a five uh, cast reunion at Dallas Fan Expo you get Meatloaf Tim Curry Boswick, Little Nell and Patricia Patricia Quinn all in one place which is pretty amazing because the Meatloaf never does shows so if you're ever in, you're in Dallas I think it's in May go, go to Dallas Fan Expo if you're a big Rocky fan you can go uh Go see Meatloaf for the first time. Go go visit with him. You know, um, but yeah, as a film, it's 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 not it's not the best. But I I think that it's worth. I'm not even saying it should be in the pantheon of those great midnight midnight movies that Rocky's in with you know El Topo, which is a film I just don't get, so I don't like it. You know, if I don't understand it, it must be stupid, right? You know, because that that's how this country works, right? Or
2: it frightens me. <laughs> yeah, it frightens me. Therefore, I must destroy it.
1: I don't like this person. Much either.
2: like Australia. <laughs> Funnel right. spiders, it with, fuck that.
1: Kill him with I fire. Like one. Funnel webs are easy.
2: <laughs> it's the jellyfish with the 10-foot-long tails that bother me.
4: Uh, you should only worry about crocs, because I'll eat you whole.
2: <laughs> Jesus <laughs> <Nice>. Christ.
1: <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the cast is fine to me. I, I, I like the, 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 um, the idea that much like all these movies, that Americans will watch anything. I mean, this is small-town USA, Denton, and they have a whole loyal group of people who are willing to check themselves in to, to Farley Flavors' mental hospital at the end j- j- just to, to be a part of, of something that I guess their mundane lives will not offer, which makes which, 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 which you wonder if this is on a weekend because... These people are unemployed otherwise, I guess, and I guess it gives us something to hope for, you know, to be a part of the, the, the new Messiah's mental hospital slash church slash fast food empire. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's the whole idea of Friendly Flavors, which this is the most clean cut you'll ever see Cliff DeYoung, so that's a positive thing, because he has slick back slick back hair and wear a three-piece suit in this movie, sing the songs about, you're not looking at a king, you're looking at an ace, which, yeah, I, I wasn't overly impressed, but... He's a, he had a swastika logo with, with the five Fs going on there. That was kind of weird looking and obvious and whatever. But um, Shock Treatment of the film is, is not as good as Rocky Horror because I'd be, I'd be lying to you if I said this. But I think that it's worth a view or three or four just to see if you could take it all in I'm not saying I'm a better person than you. I'm just saying
0: <laughs> I like
1: this. I like a lot of dumb things, so my tolerance for idiocracy and in simplicity at the same time is is is, is pretty pretty high. And I, I I see things in this film that some other folks may not see. You know, like a, a possibility of a of a of a near future because you take you take a kid and any kid out of the crowd any a two year old. If they can sit still, some doctor's gonna misdiagnose them and say they have ADD. And this is this is a a film about you know, get, getting getting the, the whole world high on antidepressants and making them bend to their will in a way, in a real wacky fast foody, Farley flavors kind of world. And uh, I I appreciate it for that. <laughs> so with that, I give it a uh, six out of ten. I'll give it that. Same as the game show. <laughs> That was all right. very, that was very exhausting.
2: <laughs> that was eloquent. That was eloquent and very well stated.
1: I, I appreciate yes. well, that. Well done, sir. Well done. Um but yeah, we'll we'll move on to our next feature, which is probably the one we're all gonna dig the most. I I'd imagine. If if there's anything like my my how my brain works in the eighties, we we all dig this movie. Which is the well, the the Richard Bachman scribed, Paul Michael Glazer directed. Is that correct yet? <laughs> yes indeed. The Running it Man is. from 1987, right after this.
5: Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Oh, they- Powerful goddess like Connie. Jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could it's get out of her. It's unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you should be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this movie just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist watching this film again i had all of this like little nerd glee with everything Dude, that kept little popping history up. doll all yeah, popping up absolutely. at you so i totally loved this film hey i know why you you know, couldn't see that it's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old yeah this is this is a rough movie i told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it but it was how be did be a rough you one. watch this shit at 12 because physical wounds heal cinematic ones don't listen to cinema psyops
2: in the year 2017 an innocent
0: man accused of a crime has a choice hard time or prime time sensational perfect contestant i want him he must pay or play the running man on your mark i'll be back
5: The highest rated TV show in history.
4: I guess they want us to stay.
0: It's a game between life and death. I'll give you a lift. <laughs> Schwarzenegger is
2: the running man. He's playing for a prize. The prize is his life. How about the light?
1: The Running Man. The Running Man from 1987, starring the great Arnold Schwarzenegger master of my action world, in a way. I think he's better than Sly. I don't, I don't know. It, it, it depends what you're watching. Um, also starring um, Richard Dawson, who you may know from Hogan's Heroes, and of course The Family Feud, the original host. And, uh, who else? Maria Conchita is really annoying. Y- if you co- <laughs> close your eyes,
3: she sounds like Salma Hayek.
1: Yeah, well, when I open my or eyes, she just looks. look Salma like Salma Hayek
3: it, so... sounds like her. Man, she's, more <laughs> yes. ro- she's
1: more Rosie Perez. No, no, Mookie! Damn, I can't do it like her because I'm not Latin or nothing like that. So she does say reeducation, reeducation, reeducation. education she she, she 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 has uh random bouts of Spanish too. Mm-hmm. This also stars uh that fat guy from from. from I have
3: from... that sometimes. I have to take a medication for it.
1: <laughs> take a medication. <laughs> that fat guy from Stir Crazy's in this movie. the the their the, the prison mate playing Dynamo. Uh, Jim Brown, Jesse the Body, of Ventura, Yaphet Not talking about aliens. Mick Fleetwood. For some reason, that this this weird cast goes on and on. <laughs>
3: Weasel Zappa. Weasel oh, Zappa. Yes. That's the guy who sang yep. "Down in the Valley" in *Stir Crazy*. Uh, yes. I didn't even recognize him. Oh yeah, wow. We're on I love it. I love that when he sings "Down in the Valley" in
1: that movie. He did like I three seen things. Stir Crazy. Long time. He did Stir Crazy, uh, Moving with Richard Pryor as well, and this. I think that was it.
2: He, di- he did Alone in the Dark.
1: Yeah, that too. He died young, though, I think.
2: Yeah, he did. Very young.
1: But uh, this movie is about uh, a, um, a former cop who's wrongfully accused of killing a lot of people, who escapes from a, uh, a work prison of sorts with the Kato and their skinny scientific friend, only to be caught by Richard Dawson, who, who runs this game show where where convicts run through this course being chased by stalkers, if you will, with random names and cartoonish action and I forgot to mention Professor Toru Tanaka's in this movie as well. But um <laughs> he's pretty great you gotta say the professor though, or else it's not official. But um I'll ask X, what do you think of the running man, my friend?
2: I think the Running Man is a movie that succeeds um on the strength of its characters, unfortunately, not the main ones, because Ben Richards himself and for the, what the fuck was her name, Marla, in the movie? I don't even remember. <clears throat> uh, Maria Conchita Alonso's character are both just really one-dimensional and and boring as fuck. Schwarzenegger's good. I'm not going to open fire on unarmed civilians. Oh, okay, whatever. We didn't think you were actually gonna, because you're fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger at this point, nineteen eighty-seven. You never do anything wrong. <clears throat> um, it's the it's the stalkers that make this movie just really fun to watch. It's guys like, yeah, like Sub Zero and Buzzsaw and Dynamo. <clears throat> and it's funny because a lot you can compare a lot of the Running Man television show, um, the the stalkers. Basically, have old WCW wrestling gimmicks.
1: Yeah, yeah, they kind of do. Yeah,
2: and they even they even has Jesse Ventura as Captain Freedom for crying out loud. So, as somebody who really enjoys that terrible shit, <laughs> which yes, I guess now I'm saying that old WCW wrestling gimmicks were better than shock treatment. Because um, I really enjoyed the, the wrestling gimmicks. Um, that's that's where the movie really succeeds for me. I mean, Erlen Van Litt with basically wearing Chris Jericho's light-bright jacket with a clear plastic light-up mohawk.
1: That's some great shit! Singing <laughs> opera and shooting sparks out of his hands.
2: Right? That's sing.
1: beautiful. Scream, that's... scream if you love Dynamo! That's some great
2: stuff. Jim Brown is Fireball, just walk just a human flamethrower. <clears throat> and even that, it's like the writing is so flat in this movie, but the stalkers really just kind of make it rise above that. Even when they have to do dumb things like, like when uh, Fireball gets killed and um they they pull the they pulled the gas line out of his flamethrower. So it's like spurting gas or, you know, whatever, kerosene everywhere. And it's obvious that that's what's happened. Yet Jim Brown actually sits there and screams twice, my gas line, my gas line. We know. We understand what just happened to you. We saw it. You don't have to keep saying that. But, you know, I don't know. It's a Steven DeSouza or DeSouza screenplay, and he's probably done. I don't know. One great movie, and the rest of it's just been like, eh, okay. So it's 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 fun to watch, but not for Schwarzenegger. It's fun to watch for everybody who's not Schwarzenegger.
1: Um, which what'd you think, sir? You know what? I'm
4: right with X on this. You, it, while it's about Schwarzenegger and and Amber, um, they're not the the reason to watch it. The Mrs. McArdle is a
2: reason to watch it
4: because he's one mean motherfucker. And
2: (laughs) there's no. By the way, there's no way her name's Amber. Give me a fucking break.
4: No, no, Amber is not her name. But look, I don't care who you are. Old ladies that swear are funny. They're always funny. Yes. Um, Yes. You know, it's always good. Um, You know, Buzzsaw. That's the the pure and the pure WWE. You know, value of it. This saw is part of me, and I'm going to make you party. Just that. I, I was <laughs> loving it. Uh, Arnie's there giving a bit of, dah and the whole thing is just, you know, I'm worth a million in prizes. Yes, yes. I, w- I was cheering. There were just there were some weird things, the whole, you know, fake news. I'm there going, well, that's happening right now. That's right now, right? The whole world turning to shit. Fake news, we're all above it. $6 for a Coke. Oh, I, I pay $6 for a Coke now. And where did Amber hide the... the uh, oh, that's still a question for me. Right. Where did Amber hide that?
1: I'd imagine her lady parts.
4: Ah, you just don't know. You just <laughs> don't know. But uh, I think the one thing that really made it for me, that, that I went, I'm fully committed to this film, was the very serious funeral dances. What was that? that the end where they're, where they're actually talking about, you know, the deaths of the stalkers and
1: they have funeral dances. Oh, yeah. those will there- <laughs> I don't know if that was the solid gold dancers, but they might as well have been.
2: Paula oh, Abdul. That's what it, we
3: kept calling them.
2: Yeah, Paula <laughs> Abdul actually did choreograph that.
4: See, there the, you go.
2: See, well, that's the thing here—the funeral dancing. We do that quite a bit.
4: <laughs> there's a lot of funeral dancing, and you know, I, I know every funeral I go to, I, I expect to have funeral dances. Uh, I've got it written and, in my will that I want funeral dance.
2: it all depends on what kind of music you listen to when you were alive. Also, like if they were a country fan, there's funeral line dancing. Sure. You just kind of lift up the coffin if you're a pallbearer, and just kind of you know, boot scoot boogie it out to the to the hearse. It's it's it's, it's beautiful. That's what it is. Mm, mm,
1: mm. So they're the Jewish. I... The, the Jewish as well. Then X. They're lifting the body up in the air, dancing around with it. <laughs> is that a Jewish custom?
2: <laughs> there are there are a lot of things about me you don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's just say "Fiddler on the Roof" sometimes has two meanings.
4: Oh boy. <laughs> what, again we're back to the chicken um, Sven Sven is Sven uh, Erle Thorson who is Thorgrim from Conan that in itself makes it a film worth watching
1: yeah Sven Erle Thorson's in a lot of things especially yeah. Ernie films
4: yeah he's in a heap of those so you know that was made it awesome this whole movie uh, it, you're right it's It's about the one liners it's about I want to be a stalker I've got to be honest That's my. that's my dream job um, and it's about the opportunity
1: to be seen in rerun. Yeah, well, definitely. Huh. Um, Jamie, what do you think, girl?
3: Yes, uh, I really like this film. I've seen it a bunch. Uh, this was one. I had this old roommate, and I had an entire list of movies that she'd never seen that she was supposed like i that I deemed that she should have seen, and this was one of them. So, before I watched it for this, that was actually the last time I watched it, and that was probably about three years ago. Um, I just, I I really like this, and I can't believe I never considered how much it reminds me, or rather, how much Slashers reminds me of this film uh, very different. I mean, on, on a very different level, but it's this, It it's just the theme of the Slasher, like how the, or there are Slashers in the Slashers, but in In here, the killer... Well, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, they each have their theme. They each have their gimmick. And I never realized it until I watched it this time. I was like, oh, that's... I wonder where Maurice Devereaux got the idea for that. But um, I can't watch a movie like this with Arnie without just cracking up every time he tries to cuss. For some reason, I... It just... Everything he says sounds completely flat to me. In anything, honestly, the only time I've really appreciated a performance, like an actual performance of his, was in Maggie. Um, But whenever he does like action films, he just comes across so flat all the time. But it's specifically when he attempts to cuss that it just cracks me up. Like he's to hell with you, you know. And I just, I don't know. It just sounds funny coming out of him. It doesn't sound right. So um, I don't feel like his character had a whole lot going on there, and I I didn't really get the connection between – now we know, back in the 80s, it was nothing for two characters to come together very quickly over something going on. And it's like they would just meet, and then the next thing you know, they're in love 90 minutes later just because they went through a bunch of shit together. And – I I just didn't feel it here. I didn't feel anything from either of their characters, and it seems to come out of the blue. Uh, But I do really thoroughly enjoy this film. I like the idea behind it. I love Richard Dawson. I've always been a, a fan of his. I love the dancers. I love how when I mentioned earlier that Death Row Game Show was 80s, that is nothing compared to this film. I mean, it is. there is no question whatsoever about the year that this film was made, it just feels like 1987. It fe- it fe- it was 87, right? And I, I, I just said, "There's no question." Yeah, so it was 87. <laughs> There's No question, except for the one that I have right now. No, but it just it it feels like it, and uh, but all in all, good ways because that's one of my favorite years. I absolutely loved 87, um, and 87 and 88, two of my favorite, and 85. I've, I love the 80s. I miss it. Um, but it just, it captured everything just so perfectly, I think. And I think it's a lot of fun. I really do enjoy this movie. But I agree with the statements that have been made about the characters. That there's not a whole lot of depth there. And that's not really what keeps it interesting. You know, it's, they are there. They're just very flat, very cardboard. You know, they just sort of run through the motions but there are far more interesting things about this film than the lead characters
4: yeah, it's not about character progression it's not about development i mean at best amber has stockholm syndrome right let's be <laughs> honest. right right you know and one of the things that there's a scene where they walk through the airport and he's got hold of her by the neck and he's i could snap your neck like a chicken now which is great and you're going okay she's in serious peril at the very end of the movie, when they walk out together, he grabs her neck the same way. <laughs> That's just weird and wrong. But I didn't even think about that until after I looked at my notes and went, I actually wrote that that seems weird and wrong. The rest of the movie, I was laughing. You know, Where does where did do Donna's pants go? Why is he walking around with half of his suit on and no pants? What, why does that
1: happen? Who cares? It's funny. <laughs> it is funny. He's got a battery of his ass that makes it more funny. A leap deacon about to be up your ass. <laughs> yeah, my my thoughts on Money Man. It's a film I have a lot of fun with, but like you guys said, not not so much because of Arnie and net, definitely not because of Maria Conchita Alonso. But at the same time, I I, I call I call my theory of and, and the women in Arnie movies do not do well anyway. I, especially you got the Predator coming out the same year. There's a woman in that movie that that's useless to everybody. That she just kind of hangs around. If you think about the the, the aesthetics of uh, Radon Chong character in Commando, besides flying him to South America, what really did... She, she doesn't do much either. But then again, she knows her place of not doing much. I'm not saying, you know your place, woman. But at the same time, she stood back and let Arnie kill like 200 people on that island. And you gotta appreciate that aesthetic of her not wanting to do much because this guy is gonna somehow... Some way, someone is gonna pay, and there's your commando line right there. See, but I, and he was gonna go do his own thing. But the, the fact that she's in this and he's doing that, and everybody outshines them in this movie, including Dynamo and, and Sub Zero. There's a, there's a hockey scene in this film. Human human hockey pucks going through. And that's that is a hockey fan that makes you extremely excited, because. Um, Sub Zero's weapon is this giant scythe that's in the shape of a, of a hockey stick, and he just hits people with it and
4: cuts. Uh, well, I think that should make them regulation. That should be NHL regulation sticks.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed, cuts gongs in half and crazy stuff like that. Yeah, the stalkers. The stalkers are the star of this movie. Uh, Jesse DiBatti Ventura, who acted with Arnie in um, in um, Predator in the same year, of course. You know, with his big honking Captain Freedom. Workout? Do you feel the sweat? Do you know where he says, and he gets all pissed off. Are you off ready for pain? Are you ready for pain? Yes, indeed. But he, he didn't want to wear the the metallic gear, and he goes on about the color of the gladiators and this down this other shit. And you know, Kurt Fo- Kurt Fuller shows up in this movie as like corporate sleaze number two or something, putting fake videos on TV, and you know, all that good stuff. But the, the film as a whole is is, is when you have a plot and a and, and conclusion of the plot that, that it depends on one skinny white guy and not an Arnie Ori your film has problems to begin with because what's, what's the point of having Arnie around except for really muscle so so the, the truth is seen on television about all the bad stuff that's supposedly going on in the world you know. And, and yeah that's that's a problem I have with The Running Man but there's not a lot of problems I have with this film I have a lot, I have a lot of fun I've watched it a lot it's got a great end song to it, which is, you know...
2: Which is totally incongruous to the rest of the film. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, we can't have all songs like the Turtle Power from from the Ninja Turtles film, which tells right. you the whole plot of the movie in a song, you know.
2: They can't, they can't all be It's a Long Road. <laughs> yes.
1: Bye-bye, Paul Walker. That's, that's the bye-bye, Mothra song of that movie, you know. Oh, they're going their own separate ways. Please, honey, don't start, don't start crying, okay? You know? Oh, my God. Fast and the Furious. We're going to have, like, 18 more of those movies till, till, oh, somebody, till somebody realizes somebody Oh, that, till, ...till somebody realizes that that first one is just a point-break remake. And it kind of is. Oh, they know. They know. They <laughs> know. They know? I don't think they do. I, and I think a lot of folks need to realize that. But when I talk about that, the Fast and the Furious, you are talking about The Running Man. Uh, Richard Dawson is always amazing in this film. is the, the the corporate sleazeball boss of the running man. I love the audience participation. You guys mentioned the old lady. She's great. Um, J- Jim Brown looks like a senior citizen, but he's the most intimidating stalker there is, but he gets taken out by a gas line, like X mentioned. Just seems so weak. After all that build-up, him, him stalking, uh, stalking Amba, who's awful in this movie. And he's like, oh... Whitman, Price, and Haddad. No, they weren't the winners. They were the losers. You know, or whatever the fuck he says they were, The supposed winners are the running man, and you think <laughs> he, he would, like, try to burn her alive, but he just kept skulking around like a Bond villain, just telling the whole plot of things. He's the only one with a decent ranged weapon and
4: doesn't use it. Yes. But, here but, is
3: <laughs> plain zero now. I mean, shit. Here is sub-zero now just plain zero. That's my... That's the... Crappiest
2: line.
0: That's okay.
2: <laughs> what are,
0: what are no, I th-
3: no, I don't crapp- mean my impression, which I actually was indeed very crappy.
2: No, no, I, just... I, actually, I actually enjoyed that quite a bit.
3: Oh, oh, thank you.
2: I uh, like. I liked, I liked D- when. D- no, I liked when Arnie was yelling at Richard Dawson something about, "Well, I'm going to take this and I'm going to put it
1: through the hole in your stomach." <laughs> when he's screaming at the camera. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're. going... What? <laughs> Maybe he's describing how you prepare haggis. <laughs> put it all on right. a sheep's stomach. That'll put some hair on your ass. On a
2: special Burns Day edition of the Running Man,
1: <laughs> cooking with with Ben Richards, the butcher of Bakersfield. He's literally a butcher. <laughs> that would be the best cooking with the butcher. Cooking with right. the butcher of Bakersfield. <laughs> <laughs> would w- would fit on this movie so hard? It's not even funny. off after climbing for dollars, they can CG him in. They, they wouldn't even need have- to have Arnie there because he could have just Kurt Fuller uh, mat- matting his face on 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 the head of Snoop Dogg while while he cooks with Martha Stewart. You know, save this in the
2: <laughs> save it in the pixel memory bank. Your
1: uh, perfect, show. That? Cooking with the butcher of Bakersfield today. We'll be
2: preparing unarmed protesters.
1: And this is directed by one David Starsky. I mentioned it earlier uh prom Paul Michael Glazer I think he he did Band of the Hand as well didn't he I I want to say he did I thought
2: Michael Mann did that
1: I'm not, I'm not sure but I think I think that he he directed something else I like and I think it was Band of the Hand So much respect to him for making two films that I enjoy but I could be totally also, wrong about being Band of the hand. But um,
2: also also was in Fiddler on the Roof. So
1: yeah, okay, there you well, go. There's you know the other so,
2: so many circles complete right now.
1: So so many circles. So so many circles complete.
2: You're right. He did do Band of the Hand and the Air Up There.
1: I, I enjoy all. I enjoy all those movies actually. Kevin Bacon with a, with a bad knee playing basketball with a large African man kind of makes me happy. You know. So and then you know that that's
2: directing. The directed Kazam. Really?
1: Oh. Oh. Wish, oh. Wish, wish, wish <laughs> a, don't get don't get uh, mad feel, at uh, don't get mad at Kazam. I've seen that movie at least. I feel, I feel dirty. <laughs> I've had Kazam on VHS and I've watched it more than once. Oh, <laughs> oh the nineties, they they brought us so much garbage. Some of it involving Shaquille O'Neal, like Steel and and the the idea of Shaq Fu in uh you don't want that in your life. That's bad. No one needs that in their life. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I have a lot, lot of good, fond memories of this movie. The, the the puns are not as strong in this movie as other Arnie movies. But, um, Arnie's in the same boat as what I call Delroy Lindo uh, syndrome, if you will. Now, stay with me now, okay? When, when Jet Lee came to the States to do movies, most of them involved Delroy Lindo because. You need that elder black man to make you look like you can act, and he oh. needed Yaphet Koto and people like that in this film to be good supporting. And Yaphet
3: Koto needed
1: a comb. Yes, he did, because them naps were, were were terrible. His hair was a mess. He needed a to, to pick that shit out. <laughs> he had that jail hair going on, you know. And he, Jamie, don't, don't Is that know? a thing? It did. Yeah, apparently it's a thing. I'm like, because if you ever oh. seen, you ever seen Jackie Brown, you know. Pam Grey to wash uh. the she had to wash the gel out of her hair, which means she had to get that shit straightened out as far as with with some kind of hot comb or some or of sorts, if you will. Yeah, that's right. I call it. I called it a hot comb and not a curling iron. I'm sorry people. You know, it's just
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: there
1: it's, funny you should min- <laughs>
3: it's funny you should mention Delroy Lindo. I also do a Delroy Lindo impression.
1: Oh, I gotta hear this now
3: really you've never heard it no. I used to do it on devour all the time okay, okay. <laughs> stop eating my sesame cake
1: oh is that a congo <laughs> reference yes it is <laughs> I, was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna mention congo wow during, during the whole um I, I forget where you were talking about earlier but it was something about something I was gonna make a congo reference and it kind of fell through but now that's that's fucking funny you know Oh, my God.
3: Yeah, you'd swear he was in the room,
1: right? <laughs> I, I, I swear he was in the room, man. Man. <laughs> I'm going to go watch The One right now, a.k.a. Bootleg Highlander, and uh, get really happy. Uh,
2: I love that movie so much. It
1: is, it is pretty great, but it's just the Highlander. That's all it is.
2: I am no one's bitch. <laughs> yes. I am Woodall.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. But I'm going to I'm gonna hit it to UX you, What's your rating on the films sir?
2: Um... I, I I will give Running Man a about a six and a half to seven. Fair enough. It's yeah, I mean because it's just it's it's just pure popcorn film, really. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's some prescience to it now as far as reality television goes and the and the world that we live in, but um, I don't know. It's to me, it's just still lots of fun to watch crazy people try to take out. You know Arnold Schwarzenegger and the chick from Moscow on the Hudson. So
1: <laughs> fair enough. And to be fair, she's pretty she's pretty terrible in Predator too as well. So.
2: Oh my God! Yeah, she is really not a hardened
1: New York City cop. So if anything, well, you ask, us this question: Why couldn't they get a uh, well? What's what's Vasquez's real name from Aliens? And she played Diamondback in Near Dark. What's Jeanette
2: that, Gold. Jeanette Goldstein. Why
1: could I, they could not get Jeanette Goldstein to play this role? I mean, I
2: have no idea. That would have been perfect. It was time
1: appropriate, you know, to play yep. to play that and the role in in, in Predator Two. And again, you know, Bill Paxton, Jeanette Goldstein. But it worked out real well. Predator Two.
2: That's money. That's, That's money right there.
1: That's money in the bank. Yep. <laughs> uh, which? What do you think, sir?
4: Working on uh, my floating scale in these three. I'm going to give it an eight. I really, I, I love this movie in an almost unnatural way. Who? Cool. Jamie.
3: Eight for me. I. I love it and he is as you know I I said wooden blah 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 earlier about the main characters. I don't care. It doesn't take anything away from this film for me. It is uh super fun. A lot of good memories attached to it. Um yeah. I mean this is and it's so 80s. It's so perfectly 80s.
1: Mhm. Yeah, me myself it's a, it's an 80s well. I mean Arnie at this point was at the the height of his action status that, that Made him amazing. And this is one of those films that cemented that. This and Commando and Predator and Terminator and all those all those good movies. Again, Bill Paxton reference. Janet Goldstein. It should have happened, Paul Michael Glazer. Okay? That's my only regret about The Running Man is that, that Janet Goldstein's not in it. Instead of uh, that very annoying Spanish screaming Mar- Maria Conchita Alonso. Don't buy that bitch a $6 soda. She hasn't earned it yet, day young, from rock and roll high school. <laughs> she's wow. she's terrible but uh with that we'll be right back to uh close out the program
0: in a world gone mad as you know the doomsday clock is a symbolic clock face analogizing humankind's proximity to extinction one man must fight to survive on the global junkie of the future YOU MANIACS! YOU blow IT UP! Ah, oh, DAMN YOU! GOD DAMN YOU ALL TO HELL! Which versus the doomsday clock is that
4: man's story? His search for entertainment is transmitted across
0: time and space. For your listening pleasure, on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean. And your Android device.
4: This podcast is not fit for human consumption. Side effects include laughter, concern, noise, vomiting, and blame from all artists. The producers accept our responsibility for any sort of experiments or internet-ranking mind-calls. My event guarantees with nothing. Zero. zip, zip, uh, A roll, Not a sausage. In short, you get nothing. Nothing. Good day, sir.
5: Hello. Have you ever heard of MSK 3000? Yeah, well, we ain't them. But we are movie fans who like to drink and talk shit about our favorite movies. So join me, your host, Nudie, along with my co-host, Jake the Snake, and special guest stars as we dissect our favorite, or maybe not so favorite, movies on the NFW Podcast, otherwise known as No Fucking Way. You can catch us on Heart Ophelia and also at NFW underscore podcast on Twitter or NFW podcast at yahoo.com.
1: brother Witch, uh, i hope you had a good time you know in the the hanging out with us on the beef and hope you come back again sir
4: mate i would love nothing better to come back and spend time with the beefers this has uh this is a bucket list item for me so i'm really really pumped and thank you for giving me the opportunity
1: oh pleasure's all mine man i'm glad you, you can make it and uh i'll um put it to you now to tell the folks where they could find your stuff you can find me on
4: the Facebooks. Uh, we have a group called Witch versus the Doomsday Clock. If you search for Witch W Y C H, you will find me. You will find the Facebook group. You will find me on the Twitter uh, as the Witch T H E W Y C H. I'm on Instagram. I'm on every other social media thing. Just remember to spell Witch right, and you will find me and check out my new microcast.
1: Very entertaining, sir. For 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 a ten minute show, I, I got to say, it's, it's really really what well, really well put together. But um, yeah. X, uh, tell I know you. You mentioned your book earlier, and I I hope that you know all this. You starting shit with the Mode on the internet it will will help your book sales just soar through the roof and you know <laughs> create some cont- controversy for you.
2: Gosh, I'm gosh. I like I can only hope. Um, yes, you please. I I do have a book that was released. 10 days ago, as of this recording, it is called Parham's Field. You can find that on Amazon. I do have an author page there. Please spell my first name correctly. It's J E F F E R Y X Martin, and you can find all of my books there. Um, Our podcast, Kiss the Goat, begins production again in March. Um, So that's new episodes of that are coming very, very soon. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. I'm on a lot of caffeine right now, even though you, although you can't tell um, and that's 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 it for the most part, yeah, cool,
1: jammins, about you girl?
3: Well, first off, I would like to extend my gratitude to the witch for showing up and for accommodating our wanky American schedules, and um that it was I enjoyed it thoroughly, so I do hope you come back. Next, um, <laughs> uh, Liking It is back. Uh, I know I said that the last time, and I did have um, a new show the last time. So if you haven't checked that out, uh, go do it now. Uh, but the, on the next episode, I will be covering Howl, uh, the, the UK film from 2015, I think. And uh, so be looking forward to that. Then uh, we have a new skeleton crew coming out. There are new evil episodes popping up here and there all the time, and hopefully soon we'll have a new ABCs coming out. But um, I've been a little behind on getting that editing done because, um, well, I've just I've just been behind. Don't pressure me. Um, but but uh, you, we do have a you, new edit ABCs you edit now. You edit now. Ah. I was trying to make, I was trying to, in my head, I was working furiously trying to turn a no ticky, no washi into, <laughs> and I, I couldn't do it. I can't, I can't make it work in a podcast sense, but so, um, yeah, I think that's all. I don't think I've left anything out, but, um, I'm out there all the time doing stuff. So, um, you can probably find something somewhere if you like. Yeah,
1: I like it. I can say it right now. Um, ah well, thank you. I I try I try to be a good boy, but you know the evil voices tell me otherwise sometimes. But <laughs> but um, you can find me in this program, of course, with these my my lovely people who I I I was was bloating about uh, last episode about how I work with good people. That that's the only reason why this show's so good, and you know it, it it shows. And you guys are here now, so I love you guys very very much. Um. And you can find me on the Two Drink Room Commentaries with uh, Willis and love Nudie. Love
0: yeah, I love you back.
1: Willis, Nudie, and uh, Suzanne and whoever else will join us on the show uh, next month. All It's all going to be when animals attack movies because I watched Wild Beasts on Amazon Prime and we, we just got to do that. And just elephants crushing people's heads and a 12-year-old's g- boobs for no reason. I don't know what that's about in that movie, but there's a lot of weird animals killing people in that movie and... They're all on PCP, so that movie, I think it's going to be that movie, Day of the Animals. I want to say Kingdom of the Spiders for just my sheer love of the Shat. Yes. And I think it's going to be Bug, the the, the 70s Bug. <gasps>
2: yeah. The Explo- this is going to be the best show ever.
1: <laughs> I think it's going to be that, man. So I X,
2: love...
1: X is, X is excited. Uh, he might come out a couple of these. see? Uh,
2: <laughs> yes okay <laughs> sorry I'll, I'll calm down now
1: <laughs> so that's happening for the month of, month of March uh, when i able to attack month on two minimum uh, on the horrorphilia number you can find me on Sloppy Seconds the movie sequel podcast uh, Fleas and Flicks auction is coming April 15th uh, running that's a Saturday it's going to run through Sunday until 3pm uh, Eastern time it's going to be in conjunction with uh, Mark Balls Mark Balls Mark Balls Mark's Balls, Mark Balls. Mark Ball from the Midnight Horror Show and Fancy and Friends uh, commentaries, respectively is having a charity thing as well where you watch a bunch of bad movies with him on YouTube for 24 hours straight and you give money, I think, to some kind of... Uh he didn't mention for sure which charities he's doing, but I think an autism one was one of them, if I'm not mistaken. I could be totally wrong, but uh, we're, we're, we're working together on that. So we're going to have it on the same day running at the same time and hopefully a lot of folks will stay awake and watch like The Story of Ricky which is a film that I chose to put on there which is not a bad movie but it is crazy as shit and it might keep people awake. So, that's why I chose that movie to be pushed into that little countdown of his uh, Twitter at GW Twitter at um Come join the Facebook group Come please rate and review us on iTunes That will be great as well it, it helps us get seen, as people say. And uh well, it takes you a couple seconds, but it's it's harder for some folks than you'd think. But um, I, I hope you guys can join us for that auction. I, I got a lot of sweet items in there for, for you guys to hang on your walls or whatnot or hang by your balls or hang by your chickens or what, what whatever you guys have hanging there, you know, all that good stuff. But uh,
2: Chicken balls. I have chi- chicken
1: balls. Live chicken balls. Yes, indeed. Yes. <laughs> got to do your scrotal kegels now. Come on. Keep, keep your keep, <laughs> keep your ball strong man that's right talking is with ups but always at the son of the beef podcast if you've got beef we've got the grinder we'll see you guys next time
0: This nightmare.
3: I stopped listening to what you said a while ago after you got to the part about taking it all in.
1: I was going to Always comment was... on that. Jenkins, Jenkins, don't fall. You make me, make me oh, sad, okay? Yeah.
4: No, I, seriously, dude, if you can get a whole chicken in there, more will pay out to you, buddy.
2: I
1: don't want a whole chicken in there.
2: <laughs>
1: maybe maybe a three-piece dark from Boston Market might fit up there, but not a whole chicken.
2: If somebody's going to put me in a situation where... They want to see if I can take it all in. There's not going to be a camera involved. <laughs> that's History. just going to be. There needs to be
4: plenty of lube.
2: Yeah, plenty of lube. That just I just need to be on acid and in a happy place. So
1: yeah. Just, just don't let Cootie tie you to the bed face down because then you don't know what's. <laughs> yes, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs>